Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by T-Mobile. At T-Mobile for Business, unconventional thinking means they see things differently so you can focus on what matters most. That's why they become the leader in 5G, number one in customer satisfaction, and a partner who includes 5G in every plan. So you get it all. Unconventional thinking from T-Mobile for Business. Open Signal Awards T-Mobile is America's fastest 5G network. User experience report July 2021. Capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain planner features. See T-Mobile.com. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the dream is dead. Yes. Abandon all hope. We have no reason. I think this might be our last show. This might be it. <laughs> For the second year in a row, the Maui Invitational will not take place in Maui. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. I don't. Th- it's there, real. There are my my nephew, Tate, my two-year-old nephew. I'm trying to do the math on this. I don't know if this is true, but we're going to roll with it for effect. My two-year-old nephew has never lived in a world where the Maui Invitational has taken place in Maui. Mm. And that frankly makes me sick. Uh, I'm disgusted and uh, it's wrong. It's it's just wrong. Yeah, it's, it's frankly wrong. wrong. And uh, you and I, when we got back together and decided to do a podcast, it was, you know, over the idea of that, look, we get to go to the Maui Invitational and own the Maui Invitational and launch our show from the Maui Invitational. <laughs> and that so far has been the only time that you and I have been able to but go Zydus to the Maui curse. Invitational. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all we had Strikes was once. Again. We just had one time. It was great. Uh, if you missed the news, uh, the, it, it the, the, you know what the saddest part about it is, is that this wasn't as big of an, as news as it should have been you yeah know, like like it happened and people were like all right yeah well, probably i don't know like it's not like and that that in, in and of itself is sad that it's like just become like normal that 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 the maui invitational not taking place in maui uh anyway if you missed the news they moved it to vegas we're gonna talk to our feelings about it because uh we are we're supposed hurt. to go we're still gonna go <laughs> yeah. we're just gonna go to vegas and um i don't know it's vegas is not maui vegas is the maui of southern nevada i've heard yes. it be called that yes but it's not the Maui of the world. Well, that, that that's kind of the worst part of this because you and I last year when we were in Asheville, we we signed up to the idea that Asheville is the Maui of the mainland. Um, yeah. And now we can't even <laughs> yeah. say that because the mainland has another Maui location. So we <laughs> one of the Mauis of the mainland. We are in complete shambles, to say the least. Uh, uh, also, speaking of complete shambles, let's talk Louisville basketball a little bit today because uh, Louisville, stop me if you've heard this before, folks. Uh, Louisville <laughs> basketball has received notice of allegations from the NCAA. Uh, Wait, what stemming from <laughs> God knows what uh, I don't know I, I Chris Mack Dino Gaudio everything uh, all everything the above. that's what they circled on the actual NOA there was yeah. like all these multiple choices like yes. of things that they had done and they just said all the above it just <laughs> said it's Tuesday so uh, it's just, we, we just send this email out every Tuesday to Louisville so here you yeah. go here's here's your email your notice Louisville valuations. and Mercer are the two schools that get this uh, Chris Mack, as we know, is facing a suspension already. Uh, we, we've we've extensively covered uh, the Dino Gaudio, Chris Mack uh, ongoing. The 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 the, the, the legal part of it, the extortion part of it, has been put to bed. Um, the NCA part of it will never be put to bed because that's how the NCA works. But the notice of allegations has been delivered to Louisville. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, anything else, Tate? I don't know what else is on the docket. That I, seems to be enough. I just wanted to hear what you thought about Brady and Belichick, the whole oh, okay, spectacle yeah. of the thing. So maybe we talk about that a little bit. But like yeah. you said, it's Maui, it's Chris Mack, and it's Mayhem. And that's what we are all about here on Titus and Tate. All that coming up at first. Woody Durham.
All right, as not first reported, it was going to be first reported by Titus and Tate, but John Rostein scooped us uh, because Rostein got the same text. Stop me if I'm wrong, Tate, but uh, Rostein got the same text you did that said, like, hey, don't don't release this information. <laughs> but we we might be moving the Maui Invitational yeah. to Vegas. It was, it was supposed to be like uh, behind closed doors. This is a decision that's being discussed. Um, and now we are getting confirmation that it's going to happen. But please do not share. Um, but once you send it to the newswire, that, I mean, that's what Rossi basically is. He is the newswire. Um, he is the he is the ticker. Maybe that should, that should be his nickname. You know, how he gives everyone the else ticker, a nickname. Yeah. The, the ticker. ticker. That's who he is. He's the ticker and takes the uh, lick the and it keeps line. on ticking. John Rostin, <laughs> just, keep, just like a clock, just keeps on ticking, never stops. Um, yeah, so he immediately. I mean, you know, I got the got that text, and then I look on Twitter, and John Rostin had tweeted it within 18 seconds yeah. of the text being received. So like. That's how he, you know, handled his business. And then I was just going to send you a text, but then I was like, I might as well just send you John's tweet because that'll seem more official anyway. No, like no, you, no said, you did text me. You did text me. Oh, I me. did. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. You texted me. You're like, you're like, I think I sent the tweet to other people then. I was no, just that, like, that's, that's, that's why I want to start with the roasting part because uh, you texted me and you go, hey, don't make this public. Um, this isn't like we can't uh, we can't talk about this yet on the show or anything like that. But they're going to announce soon that Maui is getting moved to Vegas. And, and by like, soon, ah. I'm in 18 seconds later. Yeah. And then, and then, I, and then I, I was like, damn, that sucks. And then uh, I got on Twitter literally less than a minute later. And John Rossi said, 2021. <laughs> Uh, I love this dude. We gotta do uh we gotta do this week in scoops. Tate Tate's a scoop, man. Like this is this you're in the game now. And uh <laughs> I feel like there's a story to be shared on this show every single week with Tate getting the scoops. But uh Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and John Rossine was at the Nebraska like uh you know training camp. Like he was like speaking to the people there. Like have we, I don't have understand we how he does all this. Have we had John on the show in a while? I was thinking about that too, because like we I feel like we talk about him. I, I certainly talk to him all the time. Um Yeah. But I, I I hadn't thought about it. Like, have we have we formally had him on? He, he came we went up. on his show multiple times, yeah. like during the pandemic, right? I mean, we we did like a big cat PFT uh, special on his show. We, you know, during the actual the height of the pandemic when the the tournament got canceled, I think both of us separately went on his show to talk about the fallout of the tournament. But I I don't think that he returned the favor by coming on our show. Yeah. Yeah, we went on a show when he was eating buffalo wings as That's he was right. interviewing. That's right. And, and and he was like, the premise of the show is I eat, you guys chat. You we're guys like, talk. what? <laughs> Can we? He's like, damn, these wings are tasty. He just kept saying that over and over. <laughs> and plugging whatever he's, restaurant they were from. Yeah. He's asking us questions with food in his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> wiping his mouth. What do you guys think about Iowa? Yeah. Or Garza? You think they got enough to get it done? Like, yeah. What did you say? I heard Iowa yeah. and Garza in there somewhere, Jim. I think he uh, told us it was hot ones but with college basketball talk, which I think is. Like, and then we asked him for our wings. So we're like, you know, John, you know, on hot ones, like the, the, go, the, the guest and the host, both the, like, can we get some food? And he's like, no, I do the eating. You guys no, just sit there. Yeah. You guys are chatting. Remember? He's like, it's a metaphor for the NCAA. Like I'm the one that gets to eat. You guys are the players. You yeah. get nothing. And yeah, you, you have you to do perform the for me. You do the work. Dance. Uh, back to the point. The, the Maui Invitational for the second consecutive year uh, has, has been moved away from the island of Maui. And, you know, there might be people listening to this. They surely, I hope this isn't the case, but there might be. There might be people listening to say, who cares? You know, Titus mm. Tate, uh, if I got to be honest, this feels a little uh, self-absorbed for you guys to care this much about this. This feels, from my perspective, this feels like you guys only care about this because you guys get to 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 mooch off the Maui Invitational and get a free trip 
to paradise for a week and you're not actually that upset, which you're ultimately upset about <laughs> is not getting to go on vacation for a week in Maui. Mm. And now you're pretending to be mad because now you have to go to Asheville and Vegas. Mm. And uh, I can see right through your your charade. And I think <laughs> frankly, it's, it's bullshit. And you're spending way too much time talking about this. And to to those critics out there, to those haters, I just say you're, you're probably right. You're yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. You're right, good, point. Right. good point. Good fair point. Fair point. But give me a second. I'll come up with a rebuttal. Uh, it does suck for this for this reason, Tate. We we do having been at the Lahaina Civic Center, uh, having having seen those soft rims, having seen that crowd, having seen that vibe, uh, and then seeing the Mount Invitational Nashville last year. It's different. It's very different in terms of like the feel of the actual event because. Part of what makes the Maui Invitational so special isn't just that it is in Maui and, and that those those who get to play and coach and cover the event get to be in paradise, Tate. Mm. It's that there's a trickle down to that by spending the time in paradise. You're relaxed. The vibes are good. Yes. And in turn, the basketball is always awesome. <laughs> and last year, the basketball was on. Like we got the last second shot from Texas to beat North Carolina, whatever. Yep. But the vibes were off. Everyone was masked up. I'm, I'm wearing flip flops and shorts and Hawaiian shirts and lays in Asheville and it's snowing and we're walking from the hotel to yeah, the when, gym. Yeah, when you walk outside, you immediately are like, why am I yeah. wearing this Hawaiian shirt? I am frozen right now. And part of what has made the Mount Invitational so awesome through the years, and I say this as a guy who watched it every year before I ever went to it. So like even, even in just watching it from Indiana and Ohio all those years, you could tell that like everyone was chilled out and like it was it, it was just like a fun event that that uh, the aura of the place seeped into to your pores and it made it. You know what I mean? Like that was yeah. that, that was undeniable. And now you're taking that away from those guys. And I'm worried. And I think we should also be focusing on everyone's focused on the real going away tour, the real farewell tour, which is Coach K's final season of college basketball. Folks, this could have been Mike Bray's farewell tour in Maui yes. for all we know. Yes, we, it is not guaranteed that Mike Bray is going to be back in Maui. That, we cannot that assume is, that. To me, that was the biggest headline of this announcement. It was my mind. Yes, of course, like you said, we we go to us because you know people are selfish. So we, we go to our experience. We say, "How? <laughs> what about me? <laughs> yeah, what about me? How how am I not going to be able to go to Maui? This is this is ridiculous. This is what I signed up for." But then after I got over myself. I went directly to one of my personal heroes, a man who wore shorts while coaching a game in 60 degree weather in Chapel Hill, Mike Bray, a man who made Maui a moment, a man who made Maui yeah. a movement, really, right? Yeah. That, that made people want to go to Maui and be a part of that vibe, that experience, like you're saying. And without that, what is Mike? Because this was the year that Mike Bray was going to be a sleeper team. And he was going to be I, back. Yeah, yeah. He was, was going to be back. Yeah. That was, this was the year. This and, was the year. This was all part of the plan was Mike Bray wins in Maui. Um, and, and I think part of the plan of Mike Bray getting back wasn't even necessarily his team winning basketball games. It was Mike Bray winning America's heart. It was, yes. it was, it was us fall us as a college basketball community falling back in love with Mike America's Bray. sweetheart. This is Meg Ryan doing a Netflix yes. series. Yes. Mike Bray has been out of the collective national college basketball consciousness for a couple years. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame hasn't been quite as good. Dick Vitale isn't going to Notre Dame quite as often to cover their games mm -hmm. and and pumping Notre Dame's tires. There's Mike no Digger Phelps on college game day. Yes. You know what I mean? There's, there's a lot it's of slowly waned away. Yes. You, you see all the mechanisms at play here that have and, and, and Notre Dame football like isn't a total joke anymore. There's mm -hmm. still a joke. Yeah, still a joke. There's still sure. a joke. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No question about it. <laughs> Continue to be a joke. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but 
Uh, they were good enough to where, like, when you mentioned Notre Dame, people want to talk about the football team over the basketball team, which, like, five or six years ago, that wasn't the case necessarily as, like, yeah. you know, the the Pat Connaughton era, the Jeremy Grant era. The Elite Eight era, where every single year it was just like, these guys might go to the Final Four. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, my point is, like, all that has slowly started to unwind, and we had in our heads that Mike Bray was going to get, get us back, whether Notre Dame was going to go to a Final Four. I mean, we weren't, like, that crazy. Maybe they would. Maybe they would. Doesn't matter. The Sweet point 16. was, yeah. the point was, Mike Bray was going to win America's Hearts at Maui somehow, some way. It was going to happen, and uh, this this very well could have been Mike Bray's last search out. He's sixty two years old now. That's not like there, there is still a world like that. Like I think the 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 template for like Maui trips is what was it every five years they try to do something like that. Yeah, every like four or five years. Four yeah. or five years. So you know he could be 67, 66, and that's he's, he's he'll still be coaching in Notre Dame in five years, right? He might get another trip to Maui. They but tried the to point, fire him last year. Remember they the tried students? to fire yeah, him. The students. Yeah. Five years is a long time. Five years is a long time. Roy Williams gave. Very little heads up that he had had enough, and he just he just up and quit. Mm-hmm. There's no tell. It like I mean, it hasn't I wanna, even been five years since Roy Williams won a national championship, and he's already he's, out of he his job. He already was yes. like he was already like this is too much. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, so I I, I want to believe that Mike Bray will still be coaching Notre Dame. That Notre Dame will get another shot to go to the Maui Invitational in five years. Um, but we cannot take that for granted. We no. start, we cannot. That's not something that I can take. I'm comfortable taking for granted. And for that reason, I'm devastated. Uh, we have to get Mike Bray back to Maui somehow, some way. We have to make it happen. I think so, too. And, uh, you know, with Mike Bray, you know, I, I, you mentioned that it was good for America to fall back in love with him. I think his team needs to fall back in love with him, you know, with, with what he is. And I think the best version of Mike Bray happens as we talked to Matt Farrell and some of these Notre Dame guys we've known over the year. The best version of him is in Maui when he is, you know, shirt out, you know, chest out, uh, just having the best time that he can possibly have and, you know, entertain the people of Maui and entertaining the media and all this. This is how you curry favor. It's what kind of what Mick Cronin did a little bit when he went to the Maui Invitational with us. You know, he came out late to the luau. He made some joke about mm-hmm. his team. He's like, mm-hmm. I, I love wearing flip flops. I've never been mm-hmm. to a concert before. You know, he, he got the media that you and I being part of the media there. We're like, oh, Mick Cronin kind of went yep. us over here. Mike Bray takes it Dude, to the max. And uh, not Mike Bray, uh, uh, Anthony Grant. Obi Toppin. Yeah. Dude, uh, that's when the that's when the Dayton Chris Mack or sorry, Chris Mack. Mark Pope. I was already thinking Mark about Pope. Chris Mack doing the opposite of this, but Mark Pope won us over talking about the defense and how yep. much you know he loved his team and his team all stood up and said, What do we have to do? Rebound. You know, this yeah. is this is a moment in Maui, uh the behind the scenes, the BTS, the things that you and I like to talk about. Yep. We don't get that anymore. So and, I will, uh, I will, that hurts. Uh, all right. So we have to move on. Review rip the rear view. Off, yeah. of, off of the Maui Invitational car, throw it out the window. We're looking ahead. We're moving to Vegas. Uh, it is happening. We're it, it, the, the the tournament's moving to Vegas. I mean, not, you, <laughs> you, you and I are t- now t- moving to t- Vegas. T- <laughs> t- <laughs> t- <laughs> uh, the the tournament is now moving to Vegas. Um, how do we feel about this being the landing spot? Uh, last year we did Asheville. Asheville. If I'm being completely honest, I don't. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop myself before I say something I regret. Uh, Asheville is a beautiful city. I think it was more the the problems with the Maui Invitational in Asheville last season were not What's specific to Asheville. It yeah. was the it was the weather, the unusual weather, which everyone swore. Again, Titus, <laughs> Titus Curse was at play because like everywhere I went, everyone's like, dude, I don't know what's going on. It's never snowed here before at, <laughs> yeah, at this time exactly. of year. And I was like, perfect, awesome, glad I could be here for it. Uh, 
but it was also the state of the world the the uh you know the the the, the covid situation the bubble situation it, it like, wasn't it was, enjoyable yeah it was not fun it, yeah, it was not fun exactly. at all exactly uh so you know like Asheville did its best but it wasn't it almost felt like we were doing something illicit you know what i mean yes. by having this tournament and all this sort of stuff so th- there was like that collective conversation that's going on Am so like I a piece you, of you shit and i yeah you being exactly. here you know like you and i couldn't enjoy it you know what i mean we couldn't have fun and make little quips and little jokes because it was serious it was all very yes. serious right and yeah. that, that's not the tone of maui so uh you know i, I no disrespect Ashville, but that that is what happened last year so it's, I, it's not a it's not an apples to apples comparison here but uh thinking about it being in Nashville last year now it's going to be in vegas i guess let's try to try to look forward and um and get a sense of do, do you like the pick for vegas how do you think uh how do you think it'll 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 try to capture the vibe of the Maui Invitational? Like, what are our thoughts there? Like, can we can we still salvage it a little bit in Vegas? Do you think? I think that we have a shot just because Vegas, you know, they, they try to create like I think there's a a new resort that's going up that's like villas or something like that, and it's like you're you're in Bali, but you're obviously <laughs> in the desert. You know what I mean? So like Vegas is known and prone to try to recreate atmospheres as best they can. You know, I mean, there's an Eiffel Tower there for God's sakes. There's New York, Statue New York. Of Liberty too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like this is what they do. If there's any city in the U.S., there's a says, pyramid, <laughs> an Egyptian pyramid. Yeah, they can make it happen in Vegas. Um, any Anything is possible, as that's we know. Um, so I, I think that's the good news. I am concerned about the surfboards. I'm also concerned, as you brought up before, there are other games that are going on in Vegas yeah. at the same time, which that's, I, it throws a, a whole different wrinkle. I hate the Maui this part experience. of it. I hate, yeah. I hate this part of it. We're Maui guys. We'll always be Maui guys. Uh, but we're also college we're basketball also journalists. Guys. Yeah, we're college <laughs> basketball guys. And we, we, we owe it to our audience to report the truth. Mm. And the, retru- the truth is, on Tuesday, November 23rd, as the Maui Invitational is going on, uh, the Maui Invitational games will not be the best college basketball games taking place in America, much, or not even just America, <laughs> in the city of Las Vegas. Yes, where we will actually be currently. So that that's going to be a, that's a fine line for us. Yeah, that's what do we tough. do? That's a tough one because Gonzaga and UCLA will be playing right next door uh, in Vegas as the Maui Invitational is going on. And I really hate that part. So uh, I'm trying not to focus on that too much. Is there a way we could do both? I don't know. I don't know. If the I think there be. could be a way that we could do both. Do we do we even know the venue yet of the Maui Invitational? Is it Orleans Arena? Why don't they just why don't they just no, I don't I don't know the venue. Because that's the other it. part, because like there's three options when you go to Vegas. There's Orleans Arena, which has had Thanksgiving tournaments and stuff like that before. There is T Mobile, which is where the Aces play. And then there's Thomas and Mac where UNLV oh, and is. NBA Summer League. Where is it? I got it. It's Mandalay Bay. Oh wow. Yeah, Mandalay Bay Resort because it's so like I I don't know they're just gonna do it because no they, they it's it's probably in one of those arenas where they do all these boxing matches yeah, right yeah and they just throw right. a court down and because I, I I don't know but I, you're right though that those are usually the venues but I those guess, usually like, those are, are top three choices up. but I think you're right I think they're just gonna slap a basketball court in the middle of Mandalay Bay. So That's they have it. Happen. That's where Dude, we're gonna be. They should do it like a uh, they should play the Gonzaga UCLA game. We should get like an AAU environment where you just throw two courts next to each other and play them at the same time. Yeah. Like yeah. Let us all watch. That's a T-Mobile. That's got to be a T-Mobile, right? That, do that's, that at, yeah, that's that's yeah. a five-star. Or at the Raiders. Do it at the Raiders. <laughs> Alliance. <laughs> yeah, do it at Alliance. Or Allegiant. One, Sorry, Allegiant Stadium. Uh, yeah, yeah, who cares? <laughs> the Alliance. <laughs> they should call it the Alliance uh, Stadium the Alliance. and then we play our championship there. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> 
Throw two courts in the middle of the, of the football stadium and just have the games both going on at the same time. We could all we could and all then somehow LeBron is there and yeah. you know it's like all the AAU dads are there. We're like, what? What's happening? It's like Vegas basketball. That's what you expect. This is, this is uh, I, I, I guess the, there's this slight uh, sliver of optimism as well about it being moved to Vegas. I do think uh, if not the Maui Invitational, the one thing on our basketball calendar is that we get excited, irrationally excited about. I mean, we mm. get excited about a lot of things, but the, the one thing that we get more excited about than probably most other basketball fans, most other basketball media people, uh, if, if not the Maui Invitational, is probably Summer League. Yeah. We, we love going to Summer League. And uh, <laughs> for similar reasons to the Maui Invitational, because uh, – when you're walking around a summer league, and I've said this before, so sorry for repeating myself, but when you're walking around a summer league, everyone's guard is down. There's something about being at Vegas that like everyone just decides I'm not an NBA player anymore. I'm not an NBA coach. I'm not like no one's gonna no one's filming me. <laughs> like 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 all the NBA brass yeah. like really buy into the what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas mentality. Absolutely, which is pretty shocking because most everything that they do there does get tweeted or it reported, does get tweeted. Yes. But they do yeah. act like it's like you're behind the veil a little bit. Yeah, and we love that about the Maui Invitational because it's the same thing as I was saying earlier is that the vibes are great. Like Bill, like we we saw Kansas win the Maui Invitational last time we were in Maui, and then like an hour later we were at we were poolside at whatever <laughs> resort we were at, and Bill Self's there just like slamming my ties with his yeah. big belly out and like just. And I'm like, and what is it? Like, this is insane. And, and yeah, just yeah. having a great time. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and he didn't care. At all. Like, we went up there. We're like, Bill, we, we work for Fox Sports. We do a podcast. Like, I don't think he would have been like, ah, oh, shit, I can't be seen this way. Well, you know, like, it's the media. Uh, uh. Yeah, no, he's yeah. like, cool, cool, brother. Cheers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like, there's, there's, there's a certain aura to the place that just makes everyone chill out and not care about all that stuff. And I think Vegas is the one, like, Summer League's the other time I felt that in, in a basketball setting. So maybe we could still capture that. Maybe we could still get Mike Bray. I mean, Mike Bray's guard's always down. He, he never cares. Yeah, but he doesn't care. Yeah. I don't know. The, in the, the, best the rest way. of these guys, Kelvin Sampson. Dana Altman's one. Dana Altman is a guy who needs Maui in his life. That guy yes. is, uh, he's a great basketball coach. That guy is not someone who uh, people are are out there saying is is one of the most fun college basketball coaches. No, everyone's coaches. saying, Dana, let your hair down. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, go, yes. go to Maui and let your hair down. And I, and I think uh, yeah. this is the year to do that. And now Loose in Vegas, up. not the same thing. Dude, Greg Gard, Wisconsin was supposed to be in mm -hmm. Maui. You mm -hmm. know who needs you know who needs like a of a, a, a retreat to reset the whole vibe of the program after the offseason they had of le leaked tapes and, and all <laughs> yeah. that sort of stuff? It's Chris Mack and Louisville. But you know who else needs it? Is <laughs> because the exact same shit happened with leaked tapes and whatnot, <laughs> is Wisconsin with uh Greg Gard, all the, the turmoil he's had with Delando Tucker and 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 then like last year's season, like last year Wisconsin, we thought they were gonna be good and it was like a Sort of a loveless marriage is how I described it all season. And then yeah. they beat North Carolina. But I don't, and then they almost gave Baylor a good game for a half second. And uh, anyway, was, this would have been great for Greg Gard. He goes to Maui, he gets to, he gets to let his hair down and relax. And and you, yeah, and you mentioned it, like Maui's like a, 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 you know, obviously all the players are excited to go to Maui. So that's the other sad part about this is that yeah. the players are geared up. This is like their big vacation. This is a nice break. Even though we're playing basketball, it's still early enough in the season where we're figuring things out. And then if you're a coach, yes, you get to give these players this great experience. So you kind of get like a, a nice little boost, ego boost, check mark, you know, for your recruiting. You promise them this kind of trip. And then when they get to Maui, like we saw with Tom Izzo last year or two years ago, you could ban them from Maui experiences yes, yes. And, and make them pay when they don't play well. You know what I yes. mean? Like you have like this, 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 this ultimate, you know, kind of learning experience in front of you where you can, you know, get them in a position where they're like, I would love to swim, but I lost to Shamanad. 
<laughs> One of the funniest things I've ever seen was uh, I forget the player. There's a Michigan State player who was standing. It was like his girlfriend, <laughs> his sister, and and a couple buddies, whatever, who are all like sitting on the side of the pool with their ankles in the water. Yes. You know? And then the Michigan State player was standing behind them and just talking, and they were all just talking, just hanging out. And he couldn't. And he, it, we we later found out the reason he couldn't sit next to them and put his ankles in the water is because Tom Izzo said you cannot touch the water. Yes, the rule was that you cannot touch the water. So like it was, and you couldn't put on like bathing suits or anything like that. Like you couldn't put in like you know. You, so he's wearing like a Michigan State like he's about to go work out, and he's got socks on. And he's, he's just standing there. Just standing there. <laughs> Meanwhile, so, you and yeah. I are floating in the pool, like yeah. saying, "Wow, pee, what's going on over here?" here? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be yelling at some of the guys we were with to like go give me another pedia coladas. And, well, yeah, and then meanwhile, Dayton, the like Jalen Crutcher is like doing like cannonballs into the pool. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so, like Dayton's having like this great time, and then Michigan Anthony State's- Grant's songs just bombing a football with Obi Toppin and <laughs> yeah, on the beach, exactly. and Michigan State's like, damn it, we blew it. I wish we could uh, have fun. Yeah, but yeah, to your point, this is a, a reward for the players. The players will not get their their reward that they deserve. The the trip to Maui. So with that in mind, Tate, I'm gonna say it. I'm going to say what I think all of America is thinking. Brad Davison not being able to go to Maui in his senior year. I think he should get an extra year. Yeah, I think he should be able more. to come back next year. One yeah, more year. And, and, and yes. Wisconsin gets to go to Maui. I think uh, we need one more year out of Brad Davison after this season. I do Definitely. think that Maui should work <laughs> away where what, like they, they stagger it out where maybe over the next two years they add in uh, like a, a separate tournament, you know? So like the two the two years of these teams, like Texas, North Carolina, Wisconsin, all these guys come and play in a separate Maui Invitational. That would be... That, that's my goal. You know what I mean? Like to pay back, to pay it forward that these kids can come back and play. Who knows? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. A G League tournament. Just, or just like an <laughs> off-season tournament would be cool. Yeah. yeah. You should do like a, yeah, a G League tournament. Like all the, all the guys who were on these teams that, that are now currently in the G League. Yes, yeah, they get to go. When they're like 28. <laughs> yes. Just have them come back and play. Make an all-star team with all those guys, and they play overtime elite in Maui. Done. I saw it. I would watch it. I would watch it. <laughs> That's all it takes. Uh, all right. So Maui Invitational going on in Vegas. Uh, we will be there for it. Um, but as we said, Gonzaga, UCLA going on at the what, same time. Can, can I just throw out one last hypothetical before we move on to Chris Mack? If someone had told you when we were in Maui in 2019 that the next two Maui Invitationals would be played, one in Nashville and one in Las Vegas, what national tragedy would you have think had happened for that to be the case? Because I think if you yeah. gave me that premise, I wouldn't have been able to guess one. You know what I mean? Because it's two. You would have to think like Maui went underwater or something like that. Like it doesn't exist anymore. I would have thought obviously it I mean, does. Not even trying to be, not even trying to use hyperbole or anything else. I would have thought like somebody like bombed the Lahaina Civic Center or something. Yeah, yeah, like something like happened. There was yeah, like, exactly. like someone like, like put a, a bomb in the Civic Center and yeah. set it off and like it exploded. And now there, or like, there's a huge like, did they? I guess they don't have hurricanes on the West because it's tsunamis. It would yeah, be a tsunami. tsunami. Like yeah. a, a, a tsunami, a tsunami, <laughs> however you say it. Uh, a tsunami uh, hit hit Maui and just like obliterated the Lahaina Civic That's Center. What I'm they're rebuilding it and they need two years to rebuild it or something. I never would have thought. I don't know. It's That's what I'm saying. And, and you would never even have thought like I didn't. I mean, obviously you watch movies, but like you hear global pandemic and you assume that it's, you know, they're like that. That's that's not going to happen. You know, that's there's yeah. no way. That's, so even if someone in 2019 had told me that I'd be like, yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, crazy enough, literally the global pandemic was happening 
while we were in Maui in 2019, you know, like COVID was start. Like if you, if you do the timeline, like COVID was beginning at the end of in November, right when we were in Maui. So we were, we were quite literally there in Maui as all this was beginning. So wait, fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I am right. That's what I'm saying. That's how long it's been. That's how long we've been in this world. Oh my God. Because we're like four months that. away from the world shutting down. In November 2019, you're four months away from March 12th when the world I, shut down. I, uh, I I was so excited for this season, and I'm going to keep saying this over and over. I, I really wanted one of my goals for this season as we as we cover college basketball to use the word COVID or pandemic yeah. or whatever as, as little, little as possible. Yeah. Just like, just don't sit, not, not to ignore the reality in front of us, but just like, I don't know. We all get it. We all know what's going on. We all know <laughs> what happened, why it happened. Yeah. yeah, I don't need yeah. I don't think I don't think America needs me coming on a podcast being like, and as we know, as we know, there's this situation. <laughs> Let me get you up to speed on what's happening around me. <laughs> so I don't really. Uh, and of course, you know, the uh, the the Iowa State basketball team did not play in front of fans. As we know, uh, the fans will now, as we know, be back because of the covid pandemic situation that was unfold. You know, yeah, I, I just didn't want to do that. I was like, let's just get back to normal and like let it rip and have some fun. And uh, I, I realize every single day I wake up how naive I am and how stupid I am to think that. I can do that because what are the odds that we ever go back to Maui? I think that's, that's the next question as we, as we push forward into the new year, because I I think we have like, that will probably be the moment that I think you and I get to celebrate again, you know, which is is what you're talking about, where we get that, that to me, everyone's like, when do you think you'll feel like you're over it or you get it or you pass it or whatever it may be. I think that moment for me is when you and I are in Lahaina civic center and we have actual fans around us and we're, and we're just saying, look at us. I can't believe we did this. We did it. Yeah. We did it. We're back. Which is which is going to be a lot. I, I remember that might be 2020. It might be when Mike Bray comes back at age 67. That might be the time that you and I have that moment. Do you remember doing a show? This was about a year ago. The answer is no, by the way, because who remembers anything? <laughs> anything. That's yeah, uh, literally. But I, for some reason, I remember this because I it probably just sticks with me how stupid it was at the time for me to say this, <laughs> and it's like funny to look back on. Uh, when I thought like we were on the verge of being. At, and not out of the pan, but just like things were going to go back to the way they, whatever that means. Um, and I, I, I asked you that question. I was like, when, when do you feel like, what will be the marker for you that everything is back that like we're, Oh, okay. This feels normal again. This feels whatever. And I, cause I asked you that question and my answer to you was when we're back in the dark room with Kyle, just hammering beers and, and we get, you know, uh-huh. just having a good, a merry old time. Like we used to do back in the day. And uh, I thought about that like a couple weeks ago. The dark room's literally shut down. It does not exist. It does Kyle, not exist. Yeah. Kyle moved away. Like he moved to a different part of LA. <laughs> and it like kind of hit me like, oh, so yeah, there it's, it's just, I guess. Yeah. All right. I guess that's. Uh, <laughs> well, it kind of says it. You know, there what is I mean? no going back. The yeah, point the, is, there is no going yes. back. It's just like you just like kind of keep going forward. No, the only way is through. And, uh, yeah. and and as you're in the middle of the forest, if you start looking back too long and try to get back to the light that way, that's how you get lost forever. You know what I mean? You have to just yeah. keep pushing through. And uh, that's all we're trying to do on this show as best but we can. As we're pushing through, if if we keep pushing and we look up and <laughs> by the way, nice little say, nice little subconscious plug to pushing through. With, uh, <laughs> yeah, there you, that, that's Josh the right point, here. man. You gotta, you gotta push through in this. <laughs> Please subscribe to push it through wherever you get your podcast. Uh, you push through and hopefully 
you have come full circle in some way and we're back in Maui. I don't know. Who cares? We're going to get back to Maui. That's all I wanted to say. I I wanted to get our listeners excited about the idea that they're going to see us back in Maui at some point. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. If, if the Maui Invitational never goes back to Maui, (laughs) uh, we go back to Maui and we start a Maui Invitational with like local kids ourselves. Yes. I think that's what, that would be honestly (laughs) epic. If we started our own tournament in Maui, (laughs) we should (laughs) have, And it's just it's just you and I playing horse against each other. That's how it starts. <laughs> Everything starts with one game, and then we, no, we start we, reaching out to programs. We, I, I think Belmont would go to our version of the Maui Invitational. They would, yeah. yeah. And we we bring it's Belmont versus Chaminade. Yeah, and that's it. First and game. It's, it's the only game that happens, and whoever wins is our Maui Invitational champion. Speaking of, we should also go to Alaska and start a new tournament because, Whoa. yeah, that's a great idea. Because the, the Great Alaskan Shootout, the last one was 2017. Is there, there are no division one schools in Alaska, right? I don't think so. Alaska schools. Uh, uh, Anchorage is like division list of college. They're FCS or whatever they call whatever. Yeah. There's Alaska, University of Alaska, Fairbanks. They have men's basketball. There's a University of Alaska, Anchorage. Those are the two. Uh, Let's see here. Alaska Fairbanks. Does it have division, what their sports are? I'm trying to look it up. Cause I think I have this idea where like Hawaii plays Alaska. Hmm. And the it's just like whoever won last year gets the home court advantage. Yeah, so we're battling every single year to see who yeah. gets the tournament next year. Yes, yeah. yes. You know I like what I mean? That. I like but that. But whichever one between Fairbanks and Anchorage is, I assume it's Anchorage. Anchorage has to have the bigger school, right? Uh, it's it's Alaska Anchorage versus Hawaii. Or maybe it's Chaminade. Maybe it'd be better for Chaminade. No, we, sh- we take we take Chaminade away to our new tournament. You know, that's the big pool. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh my <laughs> God, they got the silver swords. We'll uh we'll workshop this. We'll, we'll <laughs> As you can tell, we're just completely delirious about the idea that we can't go back to Maui. So now we're just making up, you know, our, our own version of that's you know, the world. Th- this is that's the world we live in, dude. Yeah, I mean, they come to Maui Invitational. They played in Nashville. Like you can't like whatever we come up with isn't going to be dumber than that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I think they should change the name. I think it's a Frank Lucas moment where it's like we have to insist that you change the name for this year. You know. <laughs> oh man, we gotta. I want to pivot to Chris Mack, but uh, I feel like we can't. Uh, we, we need a, we need a better transition. So let's just take a break. We'll come back and talk about Louisville and Chris Mack and everything going on over there. Perfect. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, First Leaf. Anyone who drinks wine knows that options are limitless, which is why finding a wine I can be like can be hit or miss. Now that I'm a First Leaf Wine Club member, though, I only get the hits. That's because experts at First Leaf who know my personal palate send wines I love right to my door, and there's always something new to discover. First Leaf is a wine club that curates and ships wines that are perfect for you. And since they work with renowned winemakers all over the world, there's virtually no limit to the, to the variety of wines you get to try. Not only does First Leaf introduce you to a ton of new wine, each box gets better. When you rate wine you receive, First Leaf learns more about your palate. I got my palate perfectly curated at this point. First Leaf just sends great wines and I enjoy them every single month. I got, I got wine on wine on wine, tons of stocks. But here's a fun little... Not so secret about First Leaf, they work directly with winemakers, which gets your incredible, which means your incredible wine gets sixty percent off retail. First Leaf is so confident you'll love the wine; they have a one hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. If you receive a bottle that isn't exactly what you were hoping for, First Leaf will credit your account. Join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for twenty nine ninety five and free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash Tate. That's six bottles of wine for twenty nine ninety five and free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash Tate. 
You ever try something, Tate, that you uh, you know you should have been doing all along? That you, you you do it and you say to yourself, "Why did I? Why? What took me so long? Why did I do this?" Like I, I for example, here's an example for you. I grew out my hair, Tate, and I I now look back on my life and I say, "What an idiot! I should have had long <laughs> hair in my entire life. It makes no sense." Uh, you know what else I did? I started using a brush. Mm. I love this toothbrush. I can't go back. It's the, the only downside is that now that I've experienced life with a brush every so often, I forget to pack it on the road and I lose my mind when I have to brush my teeth with a toothbrush that is not a brush. Mm. Uh, I want to talk about brush here. Six unique models to customize your brushing experience. That is the big key here, folks, is that there's there's a lot of stuff you can do when you're brushing your teeth. Brush has it all covered. Sometimes I pop on the whitening thing if I got something big coming up and I'm like, let's, let's whiten these bad boys a little bit. Mm. Sometimes I just need a little tongue brush. Put it on the tongue mode. Get that tongue clean. It's unbelievable. Four week battery life, magnetic charging stand, and a compact travel case so you can take it on the road. I forgot mine last week. I hate myself for it. Uh, not going to happen again this week. Subscription program also. Never forget to change your brush head again. Bruce ships you new replacement heads every six months so you're never stuck using a worn down brush head with all that gross bacteria in it. Get, get that thing out of here. They'll send you a new one. You don't have to worry about it. Sleek design as well. Bruce's electric toothbrush has a modern, aesthetically pleasing design that comes in trend driven, seasonal colors looks great on your bathroom counter. So if you're someone who says to yourself, I don't want one of those toothbrushes, I don't want to put it on my counter and ruin the whole vibe of my bathroom. You're wrong. Bruce will not do that. It'll fit in great. It'll look great. It'll keep your teeth clean. Get $15 off your Bruce toothbrush kit and refill plan when you use promo code T ampersand T at Bruce.com. That's $15 off using promo code TNT at B-R-U-U-S-H.com. At T-Mobile for Business, unconventional thinking means they see things differently so you can focus on what matters most. That's why they become the leader in 5G. Number one in customer satisfaction and a partner who includes 5G in every plan. So you get it all. Unconventional thinking from T-Mobile for business. Open Signal Awards T-Mobile is America's fastest 5G network USA. 5G user experience report July 2021. Capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require a certain plan or feature. See T-Mobile.com for JD Power 2020 award information. Visit JDPower.com slash awards. All right, Chris Mack, uh, Louisville update here. Um, I don't know if this is turning into a segment on the show, but maybe it should be. Maybe we just Here's, put our L's up, uh, yeah. you know, and then and then L's up this week. Let's talk about Louisville. How how big of L's are, how big are the L's that Louisville's taking right now? I don't know. We, we do like a gauge. We got to like somehow a zero to 10 level of uh, of of concern coming out of Louisville. So here, here's, yep. here's the newest development. So as we said, uh, if, if you're very, very new to this story, I have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, Dino Gaudio extorted Chris Mack. Uh, <laughs> Chris Mack fired Dino Gaudio. Dino Gaudio said, I'm going to to report uh, all the violations that that you committed at Louisville uh, to the NCAA, which is uh, a no bueno situation for Louisville and under normal circumstances, but is even more concerning for a program that is still has not fully processed the uh, the scandal <laughs> with Rick Pitino. They, they processed the one. This is why it gets this is why it's so funny. They lost the banner because of well, the one scandal from Rick Pitino. So you might have thought by Louisville losing the 2013 title um, that the Rick Pitino era, they were free, yes. free and clear. Yep. That, that that was it. Like when they lost the banner, that was it. It's done. It's a new era. Now it's Chris Mack. Now whatever happens, which is a, is a hefty price to pay, by the way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. losing the banner and for and that becoming like a white national championship. That's a that's a that's, that's a, a lot, lot that's to a take. Lot. You know what That's I mean? That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but so you might have thought that, that that was the end of the Patino thing. It was not. That was the end of one of the Patino scandals. The other Patino scandals, the, the Brian Bowen uh, <laughs> Patino scandal, was still 
in the air, there was still notice of allegations that was out yes. there. Like, the, like this NCAA is why Patino got fired and yes. the FBI did the flow chart. Yes. We're still processing through <laughs> that one. So when Dino Gaudio said, I have these violations that you have committed, Chris Mack, this was like, oh shit. Like we're already sort of in hot water with the NCAA as a program from Rick Patino. Yep. This is going to be a pro- and that's why Dino Gaudio thought he had leverage. What he didn't realize <laughs> was that Chris Mack was recording him as this was going on. <laughs> so Chris Mack turns it over to the federal authorities. Dino Gaudio gets arrested for extortion. I understand how all of this sounds like it's, I, we need like the uh, this, I feel like this, the South Park Scientology episode where we have just flash like this all actually happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is real. Yeah, this, this is, is actually yeah, like this is the 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 golden tablets right now that we're telling you about. So. uh so anyway, Dino Gaudio gets arrested. Uh, he, he, he has to go f- uh, face a judge for uh, federal extortion charges uh, against the University of Louisville, against Chris Mack, whatever. Um, that part of it, so now that little element of it, the, the Dino Gaudio legal element is done insofar as the, the judgment has been passed down to Dino Gaudio. He got like, what, what do you end up with? Like probation, a slap on the wrist of some sort, like promise us you won't do it again. And- yeah, exactly. And do a little community service, mow, mow some <laughs> old people's lawns and we'll call it a day. You know, like that yep. was what they told him. Um, so that part of it's put to bed. Dino Gaudio not going to prison as far as we know. Like that's, wash your hands of that. There's now the NCAA part of it, Tate, because in, in, call, <laughs> I, I can't help but laugh. I mean, yeah, calling, it just keeps going. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds like you're describing like a, a series like The Sopranos or something yeah, like that. You know dude. what I mean? Like it, it sounds like you're giving me like the rundown of the episode guy. This would have been better than the new Sopranos <laughs> movie, by the way. Absolutely. All this shit. Yes. Uh, so in, in <laughs> calling the federal authorities to say I'm being extorted, Chris Mack actually played himself. Um <laughs> <laughs> because now all the violations, the NCAA violations have come to light, which yes. like granted in a vacuum, they are not a big deal. Most NCAA violations at this point in 2021 are not a big deal at all. Like I think it, it takes a lot for the general public to care about literally any NCAA violation. Absolutely. You know? Everyone like, hates the NCAA. Much, There's no reason why they want to be on their side. Exactly. Pretty much anyone. But even, even what uh, Louisville is being accused of the notice of allegations, um, most of the stuff they did, if it would have happened 20 years ago, it still would have like on my radar, I would have been like, I mean, I don't really, really care. It's the context that matters, Tate. It's the context of Louisville already having an open investigation of Chris Mack being hired to kind of clean up Rick Pitino's mess. Because yeah. Rick Pitino was not fired for being a bad coach. Duh. He's one of the greatest coaches he was, in college He was fired history. for being a bad coach. Yes. 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 So like the one thing that Louisville needed was now a good guy. We built this empire on the back of the bag. Now we need a good guy to take the, the, the (laughs) empire that was built and steer it like the PR ship (laughs) over to the, just act like we're doing good things now. Yeah. Act like we're doing good things on the back of all the bags that we dropped. Right. That was what they wanted. Yes. Uh, so anyway, Chris Mack, uh, gets the, 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 the reason we're bringing this up is that Louisville has now released their updated NCA notice of allegations. They have tacked on to the already existing notice of allegations going back to the Rick Pitino situation. They have now tacked on level two charges related to Dino Gaudio's situation. I just keep using the word situation because that's yeah, the best situation way to, works, to, to yeah. sum it up. Uh, where there is a potential charge that is being levied against Chris Mack, where long story short, Chris Mack did play himself. He is now facing NCAA trouble. Louisville is not like 
the NCA is toothless. We know that they're, they're not going to do anything. I think like what has got to be so disheartening for Louisville fans. And we have Mike Rutherford coming on the show a little later to talk. I'm joking. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Uh, what, what is so disheartening and what is, uh, what is almost not, it's not worse than it's a violations, but like where Louisville fans have probably arrived with all this is like, the bad PR continues. Like, I think, I think if you're a Louisville fan, yeah. you're just at a point where you're like, for the love of God, can we get one headline? That's not like this bad. is bad for Louisville. Yeah, right? Exactly. And the answer is no. Uh, another, another bad headline for Louisville. And that's pretty much it. Tate is that the, the, the Patino era is not even put to bed. Chris Mack is now has level two charges against him. He's Louisville uh, missed the last NCAA turn. They, 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 they missed the, yeah, they just missed this past yeah, NCAA turn. Yep. They missed 2021 NCAA turn. 2020 they would have made, right? Yes. But it got canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, point is, it is not going well for Chris Mack. And I guess like maybe that's where we take this discussion is we can briefly just like you've, you've sold all of your Chris Mack stock. Already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chris Mack was my, you know, I saw Chris Mack as an 11 year old. This is in 2003. When he was 11? When I oh, was 11. Were, oh, okay. When okay. I was 11, I saw okay. Chris Mack as an 11 year old and I, uh, you know, observed him at the camp. He was always very kind. This is Skip, Skip Prosser's basketball camp at Wake Forest. So, so Chris Mack was like, Hey, when when he moved on to Xavier as a fan, I would always just pull for for Xavier. I'd always pull for Chris Mack. And when the zip him up situation happened, as you know, Titus, I'm I'm on Xavier's side. And look, I'm a public school kid, always will be, always public schools first. But I had like a soft spot for Chris Mack and for mm-hmm. Xavier. So you know that was just kind of where I was with all of it. And then as time kind of <laughs> continued to evolve, you know, you, you see things that are red flags, you know, like encouraging JP Makura to, you know, maybe do some things that were a little out of line, um, telling him that it was funny that he went at, you know, Mick Cronin. Right. And, Which it I mean? was, to be fair, it was, it but was, but your like, max role should be to like, yeah, I hate, I hate this. And then like, wink, wink behind wink. closed doors. Yeah. But yeah. it said he was like trying to get into yes. the dirt yes. of it. You know what I mean? Which is like, what's going on here with this guy? This is a little bit different than what I, you know what he what I assumed him to be what he portrayed to be to an 11 year old me versus the reality was always a little bit different right and then the the big moment for you and I was when he took the Louisville job because Xavier's his alma mater he was very content there I think he was taking that program they were going to get to a final four who knows what could happen if they get to the final four they could potentially win a national championship and then he jumps ship he leaves his alma mater which I I think I can't even fathom the idea of just throwing away my alma mater and going no matter how much the money is now he's a top 10 coach paid paid wise not top 10 coach you know the way he actually coaches but his salary is four million dollars a year which uh, a good job You, you bumped up you jumped up to a new gig and since then, Titus, I think it's all gotten to his head a little bit. And uh, he has acted uh, he's acted out in, in ways that I cannot uh, condone. And that's why you're saying I'm, I sold a stock in probably 2019. Uh, but I still yeah. had a little bit of, uh, hey, I hope Chris Mack does well. But after all the Dino Gaudio stuff, because Dino Gaudio also had that camp. Great guy. After you do that to Dino Gaudio, an old friend, someone that's looked out for you in this coaching business. It says a lot about your character. And as Bruce Pearl told us, character counts. Character Titus. counts. Yeah. And, and that's how I feel about Chris Mack. Character counts. I'm, I'm with you. I thought at this point in time, uh, so we, we've seen three years of Chris Mack at Louisville. He's, yeah. he's about to enter year four. Um, I thought at this point in time, uh, it would be clear to me why he left Xavier for Louisville other than just the money. Like, like I, I would, cause, cause when he left Xavier, you, 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 you already said it, Tate. He, it was his alma mater that in and of itself is enough for you and I, like if, if you were flag. the head coach of North Carolina and I was the head coach at Ohio state, 
We're not we're not leaving for any reason. No, if, pay, if, me, if I, pay me whatever. Yeah. If you fire me, I don't think I'm leaving. I think I'm locking the door and <laughs> grabbing a shotgun. I'm like, come, come get me, bitch. I'm not leaving. Yeah, yeah you make me leave. <laughs> yeah, make me leave. Uh, but yeah, like I'm not. That that was a red flag. But I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I said to myself, like, I'm sure it's going to be clear to me. Like, I'm sure I'm the idiot. That's 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 like a default that I work on. Like when yeah. I don't when I don't see something clearly, I just I go, okay, I'm sure I'm the idiot here. Let this all play itself out. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up in three or four years, and I'm gonna say. I get it now. I understand why Chris Mack left. He wanted to coach in the ACC. Louisville is now competing for national titles. Mm. He, he probably couldn't have done that at Xavier. Xavier, uh, you know, the Big East has dissolved and Xavier has found themselves in Conference USA or something. And like, like, wow, I, like that, that was that was what I thought might, you know, I'm, I'm, I, that's the extreme version. But you, you get yeah, what I'm yeah, saying yeah. that like, yeah. Maybe it'll all play itself out that like he knew something I didn't or like he met with the AD at Xavier and learned something, whatever. And we look up now. In 2021, going into the 21-22 season, Chris Mack has made a massive mistake leaving Xavier. I, I cannot like. There's no, there's no two ways about it. I don't care how much money this man has made. What, yeah. what an idiot. I agree. Yeah. I, ass- I, if you're a Xavier I think fan, that's the takeaway. What an idiot. Yeah. If you're a Xavier fan, listen. I know. I know you're not hot to Travis Steele. I know he's not like the answer. I know Travis Steele isn't probably necessarily a guy that you're like. We we had when, when you're thinking about the long line of coaches that has been there. Skip Prosser, Thad Mata, Sean Miller. Uh, Chris uh, Mack was awesome as Xavier. I was like, going to say all of those right there are all hits. Yeah. All hits. All had great runs as Xavier. Uh, and you're you're looking at Travis Steele and you're saying this isn't quite the standard we have as a program. So like we're not exactly like stomping all over Chris Mack's grave. But some small party has to be looking at this and saying, thank God. Like think this is this man in his last three years of Xavier tape. They are a two seed in the 2016 NCAA tournament. They lose in the second round, but still two seed like great yep. seed like the upsets happen. Whatever. The next year they go to the elite eight. Yeah. The following year in 2018, they're a one seed his final season. They lose to Florida State in the second round. But he has a three year he has a three year run where he makes an elite eight, gets a one seed, gets a two seed, and none of them are the same season. Like those that is that is a great three year run for Xavier. That's Absolutely. unbelievable. He made like what four or five sweet sixteens in his time as Xavier's head coach. This was a made man. This this guy was he could have. We're, we're talking about Mike Bray falling out of favor with Notre Dame fans a little bit earlier. Chris Mack could have missed the next maybe ten NCAA tournaments at Xavier, and they're still not firing him. Yeah, no, he they're still there. like talking themselves into him getting them back yes. to that position. Exactly. Yeah, he played there. He coached there. He he was an assistant there. He 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 was Xavier basketball. That was the face of Xavier basketball. Uh, it they're in the Big East now. Like every everything you would want had happened and this man stepped away from it all to move to Louisville of all places, which like Louisville's a great town. It's whatever. But like, you know, if he takes the UCLA job, we get it. If he takes the Miami job or something, we get it. But it's like, you you just want the money? Is that it? No, I mean, it, the answer it was, was yes. It's uh, just the money. Exactly. But it also, it would be as if Jay Wright in 2015, after they get upset by NC state goes and takes the Louisville job, you know? Yeah. And then, and then it's all like, Oh, what could have been, you know? I mean, I, I think Xavier was trending in that direction where they're competing yes. with Villanova at the top of the big East and maybe UConn obviously now gets thrown in there and you're having that conversation, but Chris Mack and Xavier were going to make a final four. I, I would, I would go down and say they that were, was yeah. going to happen. You know what it I mean? It was hundred percent going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. So the fact that you threw that time, away yeah. for your alma mater, and again, it's for the bag and you and I, we love bad guys. So, but, but when you're going to be, when you take the bag, but then you're expected to be a good guy, 
it just doesn't work because the philosophy is all the way off. And then when you go to Louisville, you act like a petulant child at some level by yeah. recording people, by doing that video against Calipari. I mean, that was a bad look. I mean, that, uh, there's been so many different things that have happened. That you're it's just all like, a bad look. What is happening? Like, what is going on here? But, dude, even the bag, now that I'm thinking about it, like, there's there's the short-term bag and the long-term bag. Yeah. Like, th- this man went after the short-term bag where I don't know what his standing is at Louisville. I don't I don't know if he's going to get fired. They, they now have, though, like, with these NCAA violations, they have grounds to fire him for yeah, absolutely cause, which has got to be terrifying for chris mack yes. because like i said like i don't think the, the violations in a vacuum are enough for louisville to be like get this guy out of here we don't like him i think the context matters though and if you're louisville you're like enough is enough we we literally hired you to not have this happen we we hired you to be to to put the past behind us and and have a clean slate moving forward and now there's you're, all you're doing is bringing more into it uh and it was it was a self-inflicted wound too by the way, like all, like all you have to do is not record <laughs> your assistant not, coach. Not only not record, but like have a straight up real conversation with him. You yes. know what I mean? Like, and we we should not have been privy to the conversation that Dino Gaudio had with Chris Mack. Right. And the fact that we heard Dino Gaudio and look, I'm going to be honest with you. It made me like Dino Gaudio. I was like, damn, Dino is kind of a gangster. I didn't understand. I didn't really know this. But it also it, it's going to lead to your downfall and your demise at the school. And you had one job. Your one job, one job was to be good. Your to one job was to That's stay out to of do. the headlines. Even if you're mediocre and you win 500, if you're a 500 team, Louisville fans are like, hey, you know, we 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 get it. We, we knew what we kind of got ourselves in here. We're, we're kind of in the mud right now, and hopefully we bounce back on the other side of this. But you didn't have any of that. Instead, it's just been All, like continual, continual, continual. Dude, you have a long leash because, as you said, like the, 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 the narrative, if you're Chris Mack and Louisville's not, you, you're not winning as many games as you thought you'd win early on. All you have to do is just talk about how hard it's been to recruit, given the cloud of all the uncertainty of, yep. the, you know, and you just blame everyone behind you that, that, that <laughs> what you were left with. That's easy. That's a no brainer. That's a layup. You're right. He had one job. Literally, all he had to do was not create negative headlines. He did that on his own accord. It's not even yes. like someone dug up these violations that he committed. I mean, Dino Gaudio, I guess, kind of. But if he doesn't record them and, and snitch, this isn't a problem. And it, th- that's got to be just like mind numbing. If you're a Louis, you got to be losing your mind. So if I'm Louisville's administration, I uh, I don't I don't you know, listen, I don't, I don't think there anything's going to happen. But I, all I'm saying is if you're Chris Mack, you wake up now today as these violations are out there now or the, the, the notice of allegations are out there. It's possible that Louisville might like have move a on. reason to move on. And that's gotta be terrifying because you you were you could have been a Xavier for the rest of your life. And that is my point, Tate. The long-term bag is Xavier. He coaches at Xavier forever. He, he, he makes a final four. Say he wins a national championship. This man could own the entire town of Cincinnati. He could run Cincinnati. I understand yeah. that they're probably more UC fans than Xavier fans there, but like Xavier just slowly, like we know how these things work when you have two schools that are close like that. Like, one starts winning and beating the other team's ass. Like all those kids growing up in that city are going to start gravitating towards that. Yeah. And the Xavier empire just starts spreading across all of Cincinnati and bleeds into Kentucky and bleeds into Indiana. Yeah. And suddenly Xavier is competing with Villanova, as you said, because that's where the, that's where the program was left when Chris Mack left. It was like Xavier Villanova was still better, but Xavier was right there. It was like a true contender in the big East. That that's all we've ever wanted as a national fan, uh, college basketball fans is like somebody can just with give Villanova. us one team. To, give us to, one team. Yeah, exactly. And it was Xavier and everything was perfect. And it's his alma mater. And this man could have coached there for 30 years and just been an absolute God in Cincinnati. And he threw all of that away to chase a short-term bag in Louisville that may or may not even exist in three or four years from now.
Yeah. And he's back. He's back now. He's going to like wake up and he's, and he's coaching. I don't know. Fill in a, fill in a Southland team or something like that. (laughs) Who the hell knows where he's going to be? He's going to be working at Fox and, 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 and be above us and commentating (laughs) on games. And we're going to have to wipe this from the record. He starts his own podcast uh, (laughs) and we're done. I, I personally, you know, I, I think the worst thing that he did, obviously, besides leaving his alma mater is you just ruined all your good faith and in, in general in the college basketball space with people thinking that you're this good guy and you're this great coach and you're this honorable man. You know, I mean, that's what this whole experience is kind of taking away the allure of that. So you can't really go back home to Xavier either. You know, like they're not right. They're not like waiting around saying, no. oh, man, Chris Mack's going to come back and save us. Maybe they are. And if he does, maybe do that, I don't know. Tra- Travis Steele. We'll see. He's got he's yeah. got Danny Peters on staff now. So we'll see how that, <laughs> whether that helps or hurts him. But uh, no, yeah, yeah, I, you, you are right, though. You're, that's, that's a great point, too, because like part of the branding could have been. I don't know. I'd like, I'm just trying to think of like narratives matter in this sport. Dude. Yeah. Like, we know that. And like, you, you know, Kentucky, you're, you're the coach at Louisville. You're the clean guy. Like you could throw shots at Calipari about cheating, whether it's true or not. Like you could instigate that right. Now you're a bigger like, cheater than Cal on the yeah, record. Yeah, I mean, not exactly. Actually, like, but like that in current times, that's how that you'll be treated. That's how Kentucky fans could, will act. Yeah. You could talk about how we do things the right way on like those guys over there in Lexington and yeah. stuff like that. And like, and like you're taking shot, like I don't know, like that could have been an angle. But now, as you said, like you're no better than you're you're worse than them. And and it's, no, and any coach or any person oh that has principles reads that story, especially knowing the God. If you know the Gaudio, Chris, Max, Skip, Prosser background, like you cannot read that story and say, like you cannot leave that story and have a good taste in your mouth about Chris Mack. You know what I mean? Right. And that is the the real hard part to to ever get back i mean that that is that's your reputation and that's your your status amongst the college basketball world and if the casual fan and the ad and the booster all think that you're kind of a rat you know or that or that you're only out for yourself and that you don't care about people that have helped you along the way and that you're willing to just cast them aside i mean that that hurts and, and that will continue to to be a stench that's on you and if you have ncaa violations that they stick on you then you're not going to get hired anywhere else, especially not at a big time program like Louisville. I mean, this, it just, it's, it's all a mess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and from the start, it was a mess. When he, when he announced that he was going to Louisville, you and I had a podcast and we we're like, what is happening here? Like, mm-hmm. what is, what is, what does Louisville know? What does Chris Mack know that we don't know? Mm-hmm. And it turns out nothing. He just, nothing. he just jumped for the bag. He just saw the bag and went for it. And, yeah. and God bless you. I mean, yeah. he got it. Like he is making a lot more money than he would have at Xavier, but for how long? You yeah. Know? This is like the, this is the Dennis Schroeder. You know what I mean? It's like, just take, just take the, take what you can get here. You know what I mean? Don't, don't do this long-term play. Like it's all going to work out and you're going to get this massive max extension. It's not necessarily the case, especially if you're, you know, he's probably one, you know, he's probably got like a 600 record at Louisville, you know, like you're not, you're not blowing people away with these great wins that you're having at Louisville either, you know? So now that they have a reason to fire you, it, they're chopping at the bit. So that's not good. Uh, uh, there's also this we got to talk about, which is uh, I'm putting together this pattern of guys who leave Xavier because Sean Miller out of a job right now. Yeah. Sean Miller is no longer the coach of Arizona. Um, you know, whether he was successful in his tenure in Arizona or not depends on maybe that's the new is is uh Scott Drew a good coach. Is it was Sean Miller successful at Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, wasn't it a successful tenure? Was, did Miller? he have a was he a good coach at Arizona? Was that a successful run? And because <laughs> you could you could really argue either way. Um so the the, the last savior coaches before Chris Mack was Sean Miller, who got fired from his 
the job he left for. Yep. Uh, Thad Mata, who got fired for the job he left for, which is not exactly, you know, a fair way to bullet point that tenure at Ohio State, I don't think. But I uh, think if you put Thad Mata or Sean Miller at your blue blood school or top level school to come there, there there's a hundred percent answer to Thad Mata as opposed yeah, to yeah. Sean Miller. Yeah. I'm just, just saying, no, 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 but I'm just saying just to differentiate those yeah, two experiences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for the narrative I'm building here, Thad was yeah, technically yeah. fired when he from the school that he he left, jumped to. He yeah. jumped Xavier for um, who was before Thad? Skip, Skip right? Skip, right? Well, he yeah. he he passed away. Yeah, at, at Wake Forest, so that's not fair. But I don't know. I guess that might make a strong that might like make 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 my point for me as well. I don't know uh, because Pete Gillen was before Skip Prosser. Yep. He went to Providence, and then he was he he didn't he wasn't fired at Providence, right? He went to Virginia before he did the shocking move where he's like, yeah, I'm about to get he fired. He got ahead of it because because he, he and Sham got beat Duke. They beat Wojo and Duke in the tournament. That was like That's their right. big moment, and then he jumped from yeah, exactly. And then he, he pulled like, the shock later. Yeah, he was shock like, in Texas. You can't yeah. fire me because I'm gone. Like, yeah, they, exactly. go to, they knock on the door to fire him, and it's a, there's a note on the door that's like. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll see you at Virginia. <laughs> see. <laughs> um, so yeah, all these coaches that that left it. I, uh, uh, um, what was I going to say? Skip Prosser was in a was in a good position, by the way. They, like Wake Forest was. Wake that's Forest part of, that's was part of the tragedy of all that. It was like I Wake know. Forest was cruising with, with with Skip. So like maybe that's not the group. But the, the the point I was making is like all these guys that have left Xavier. Maybe there's a silver lining for that if you're a Xavier fan. It's like time and again, Sean. Basically, you know what? Forget all the other guys. Stop at Thad. Just just Sean Miller and, and Chris Mack both left for greener pastures. Yeah, <laughs> and well, they both have found themselves in the, this position. The lesson That's being, it. it's not always greener. And yeah. uh, in and if you would say, and Xavier is enough of a whatever you want to call they're enough of a, a program that has the cachet to actually win at the highest level i think um is at least to get to a final four i mean they, they've been right there on the precipice so the fact that you know it's being treated as that can't be the place where you do it i, I think is patently wrong and for it to be someone who played there like you said and someone who coached there and then and them to give up on the dream that hurt even more, you know, and I'm not a Xavier fan, but like it, it hurt to see that, you know, be like the reason why I have to jump up because I'm trying to win it all. I think he could have done it at Xavier. Now, Chris Mack can't go home. Um, and it's just it, it's a total Xavier, it's a total runaround. Xavier is an awesome, awesome basketball school. Is yes. That's what I want to that, say. That's a great, Xavier, great way to put their it. Their arena is amazing. It gets so loud in there. Their fans are awesome. Like you got a great rivalry with Cincinnati. You know what dude, I mean? It like, is. <laughs> There's a lot there. There's a lot going for Xavier. So, I mean, just the fact that they got slapped in the face and then their guy goes and acts like an ass. You know what I mean? Like he still represents he still represents their university at some level, even though he's not there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it's it's a poor reflection on them as well. I mean, all around, it's just it's he not might, good optics. I don't know, man. I'm thinking about it. He might end up back in Xavier. I think Xavier would take him back. I mean, like I, he's got to clean up the optics a little bit. So like they, there's got to be a way. But. I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't, who cares? We don't need to worry about that. <laughs> no, I mean, we, we, all I we know is that you and I, there. we, we sniffed it out from the start. You know, it did not seem right from the jump. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I hope Chris Mack could win me over or win the, the public back over by maybe being vulnerable and maybe being, you know, forthright and honest with this whole experience by saying, Hey, I took the bag. I was in over my head. I had a bunch of boosters at Louisville telling me that if I didn't fire my staff, that I was going to get fired. Um, cause they weren't recruiting at the clip that we should be recruiting. You know what I mean? Like if he gave me like some, real story behind it and maybe that happens after you lose louisville then of, then of course I, I'm, I'm down to listen because i want to like chris mack but based on the actions and the outside looking in 
it's just a complete debacle. What if uh, I, I just remember this? Wasn't his wife from Louisville? Yeah, I think what that. If, would, what, that if, what if that's that, that's the explain it? That would that would have been fine. I would I would I would hear it. I'm not going to say it would be like the thing that really gets me over the edge. My wife wants to be back in her hometown. I mean, yeah. hey, it, it's something. I mean, I think I think you just got to roll. Yeah, if you're Chris Mag, you, you just I think that's the the statement we put out. Is like my wife. You make up like a relative that was like sick or something. Yeah, yeah. Like my wife's. Well, that my wife's see, that, that would be more of the Chris Mack that I be. know now. That would do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I well, just want might. something that's real. A, I think that's how he wants us back. Is he's just like my wife's kindergarten teacher fell ill. Uh, she was very <laughs> close with her, and she wanted to be closer in the last stages of her life. So we decided. So I did this out of the goodness of my heart. Yeah. I, so my bad. Moved, yeah. Sorry, I'm a good person. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, his his wife is named Christy too, right? Yes, yeah, Chris a, and that, Christy. Yeah, that should have been our first red flag, honestly. <laughs> Chris and Christy. I think could you, so could too. you could you yeah. marry a girl named Tady? No, <laughs> absolutely not. In fact, you know you hear a funny story. I went on a date with a girl that was named Tate, and it was honestly, <laughs> it was honestly trippy. It was super trippy. And like his people, you know, one of her friends was there and they were like yelling Tate and then I'm turning around. She's turning around. You know, it's just it was a nightmare. And I couldn't imagine having like a Chris and Christy situation. That sounds like a nightmare, too. Uh, did it uh, Madison Bumgarner date a girl named Madison yeah. Bumgarner? Which it's that's, which I would do. Like if if, if, <laughs> if there was a girl named Mark, I would not date her. If there's a girl named Mark Titus, I would be like, this is too funny not to do this. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got to do this. We have to go on one date at least. <laughs> that's what I did with the Tate thing. I was like, how many other Tates am I going to meet in this life? You know, especially girls that are attractive. Got to do it. Got to go out for one. But it was too much. That's what Chris Mack did. And then he got he he, he, he got caught. Also, her he name, was, her, her it was like a longer. Ver- I can't remember what it was like, but it Tate was short for something else. And I was like, uh, I don't think Tate's short for that. Tatiana? You know I mean? uh, well, I, I, in my head, I was like, I, I, you, I thought it was Tatiana. Tatiana, you know I mean? that's what it was. <laughs> But it wasn't that. It was something else that she was like, yeah, Tate's short for that. And I was like, it's absolutely not. Hold but okay. on. Is, is Tatiana the, the feminine version of Tate? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Are they really? Is, is that like a similar? I think Tatiana's like a, a Petey Pablo character. You know what I mean? Like in a song. Like, I don't think Tatiana's really out here. <laughs> Tatiana was one of the women from Mambo number five, I think. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, I think it's from Freak Leak. <laughs> Freak Leak. <laughs> He's just naming names. <laughs> <laughs> I oh truly do. God. Oh man. All right. Well, uh anyway, we'll bring it we'll bring it back full circle with uh uh we like and, and I like Chris Mack. I do. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wish like you Chris well. <laughs> we forgot to set it up with that. So I'm, I just want to get on record and saying I like Chris Mack and I I like Louisville and I hope you guys win a lot of ball games, but also well, you Chris, you I, stupid idiot. Why would you leave your alma mater? <laughs> what are you doing? But you and I, we do like Louisville. Like this the city of Louisville, we love that it's a basketball yeah. place, right? It's a basketball city. And we also love the program. We want the program to do well. We're, we're pulling for Louisville. So that's the other frustration. Like we don't want to have Mike Rutherford on here. I mean, it's as funny as it is, we don't want to have him on here talking about scandals 24 seven. I would like to talk basketball at some point. It's also like not funny anymore. Exactly. I mean, we're just, we just laugh for an hour straight, but <laughs> it was like, funny with Rick Pitino. It was funny with Rick Pitino. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just kind of sad. And we're just like, the losers that can't help but continue to laugh just to like, yeah. I don't know. It, it's just, it, it, it's a part of our universe. We have to keep up with it. I mean, we, that's why we care. Cause we love Louisville. Yeah. You guys welcome yeah. us to your beautiful city. You came out, you supported us. So we want the best for you. We're, we're trying yeah. to, that's, that's the, 
It's not because we're trying to put down Chris Mack. It's because we want the best for Louisville. I think that's we're just, that's what we're saying. We do want the best. We're just like the bad friend in the group that like you have, <laughs> you have a buddy who starts to make some questionable life choices. And as he makes like one or two, everyone's laughing at him. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, what, 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 uh, I don't know. You, some guy goes out and just gets a tattoo on his forearm of a show that's going <laughs> to not exist a year from yeah. that time. And you're yeah. just like, dude, what? And you what laugh a bad at decision. him. <laughs> what a bad decision. And you laugh at him about that. Uh, and then he makes another bad decision and you laugh about that and you laugh and as the bad decisions start piling up mm-hmm. inevitably hopefully someone in the group who's the good person will be like it's not this funny. isn't funny anymore yeah. we have to like should we do something about this yep. and then as the bad decisions continue to pile up the the group as a whole slowly starts to be like oh wow this isn't we really should talk to mike like yeah. this is like this is bad this yeah. what is he doing with his life <laughs> and i guess my point is tate and i are the last holdout friend that is like still yeah. like no, we're howard it. stern and, <laughs> and chris howard mack is already laying and we're yeah, just like yes. keep going Artie. And he stabbed, Chris Mack just stabbed himself in the stomach. Yeah, like, it's like, yes. We're like, do it again. Yeah, exactly. Us and the whack pack are like, let's go. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, that's so good. That's a, that's a great analogy. Great poll. Great poll. Round of applause for Tate for Artie Langpole there. That was great. Uh, all right. Shout outs, closeouts. What do you want to do? Tom Brady? You want to talk about that? Yeah, quickly. Why not? Uh, I, I just want to shout out the fact that like Boston media, I think you and I always joke about this, but Boston media, they own the media space. I, um, I, I, I don't mean, I know it? I cannot believe that this game got so much traction last night as far as like uh, Tom Brady running out of the tunnel. Tom Brady, uh, will he won't he get a hug from Bill Belichick? It was it was honestly um, it was more of a soap opera than a football game. But I just wanted to get your thoughts because uh, one about the soap opera and two, I thought that Bill Belichick uh, versus Tom Brady, like as much as going in the game, I was like, it's always been Tom. It's always been Tom. I give Tom all the credit. I love that Belichick kind of did his best to expose Tom's like he knew his a tendencies. You know what I mean? A little bit. Like yeah. He knew that Tom has a read on what the defense is giving him. So every single play he showed something and then they changed it post snap. And yeah. I, I, I thought it was like beautiful. It was like, I don't get really enthralled by football games as much these days. Cause it's like, you know, air raids, you know, it's kind of just like, all right, same thing. You know, I see it over and over. It's kind of like when you watch the NBA, it's all screen and roll. You're like, okay, let me right. see. It's going to be screen and roll. Wow. I'm shocked. But I love that Bill Belichick was throwing all these wrinkles at him. And it was like a, it was a chess match as much as we hear that in football. And I roll my eyes at it. Last night was a chess match and I enjoyed it. Yeah, it reminded me of uh, when I play beach volleyball against people that know what they're doing in volleyball and <laughs> yes. I'm playing defense and I just my strategy is spider monkey is what I call yes. it, where I just like I just start running and waving my arms and like try and then <laughs> I play I have people on my team that have like played professional volleyball and they look yeah. at me and they're like, what are you doing? Like you, you realize by doing that, like you're not really doing anything because they know that you're not going to block. The sh- and I was like, I, and I remember saying this, I don't know why this first came in, but I said, uh, how can they know what I'm going to do if I don't even know what I'm going to do? I like that. That's, that's my strategy. A, that's a good answer. And that felt like what Belichick is doing. He's like, let's just throw it. Let's just throw him around. Like, yeah. <laughs> Fly around. Fly around. <laughs> Fly around. Mix it up. Mix it up. Just and it was up. just throwing Confusing. Brady off. And it was, yeah. it was like a, it was like a fun moment in time. Cause I feel like Brady had, and I, I actually like Tom Brady. I, I used to not like Tom there, Brady. There it is. There it is. Now, now kill him. Go for it. No, no, no. Yeah. I actually like Tom Brady, but I do feel like he is one. 
Like he's won the, the, the separation, the divorce, whatever you want to call it. It's been all pro Tom. It's been all bad for Bill. Um, it, it's gotten so far that, you know, everyone's like Bill Belichick. Does he really deserve credit for these Super Bowls? So I, I enjoyed yeah. that Bill Belichick got some of the power back last night. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is like, yeah, I, I can take down Tom Brady, too. I'm not afraid to Tom. I hear. OK, so I agree with you, but I think it's our job as non Boston <laughs> media people to not give uh, any positive vibes to yeah, Boston yeah. sports. So no, I, 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 so instead, what I want to focus on is how uh, the Boston media machine has come out of this game saying that Mac Jones is good. One. Yes, that, that, that is funny. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> He threw nothing but like four yard passes yeah. the entire night. They like look uh, like Brady to me. And then <laughs> at the biggest moment in the game, when all you need is three yards and you could, you could go march down and win the game and definitively make it happen. Bill Belichick, yeah. which by the way, like history is going to, we're, we're probably already there that like the Patriots fans are going to say that if, it, if the kick doesn't doink, the Patriots win. Yeah. If the kick goes in, you kick off the Tom Brady and he marches down and kicks a field goal and, and beats you anyway. So uh, Bill Belichick <laughs> makes the decision in that moment that I do not trust my quarterback to get three yards. Um, yeah. So there, there's that. But the Boston machine that the Patriots are going to be good. They like just give it time. They, they got it. They need time to gel when they are currently one and three. They are in last place in the division. I get I guess they're tied for second technically, but screw that. I'm I'm not Boston media. They are in last place in the division. Um, Mac Jones does not complete passes longer than like four yards five yeah. yards it's like all he does all night yeah uh and bill belichick is a salty little bitch that can't even like give tom brady like less than a second less than a second you know yeah that and was boston, and boston media also after the game where it's like uh bill belichick went to the locker room for 20 minutes right he spent 20 minutes with tom brady i'm uh, you know what release the tapes because yeah. i don't believe that <laughs> yes. for a second i yes. really don't like you can make all the fanfic all you want to but like bill belichick had no interest in hugging that man nor did he want yeah. to talk to him he didn't even make eye contact with him and if anything he was like josh mcdaniels you take it away from here like right. i don't want to talk to this guy <laughs> like, right that, that was the vibe and i actually appreciated it because I like that Belichick is like, I'm not going to give these people what they want. You know what yeah. I mean? There's just yes. no, there's no world in which I give them what they want. Um, and the other thing I will say, everyone keeps saying Mac Jones looks like Brady 2.0. Let's just be honest. Like, if Tom Brady was the rookie quarterback and he's playing, you know, Brett Favre in 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 Foxborough, this in just, you know, like this big game, this big moment, you know what happens when that kick goes up? It goes in. You yes, know what I mean? It does. Tom, yeah. Tom Brady as a rookie, that kid goes in. And that is, to me, the biggest takeaway was, wow, Mac Jones, not quite Tom Brady. You know what I mean? I, he doesn't have, like, Tom Brady has that skill where, like, it always works out. And even when it shouldn't work out, when, when Julian Edelman's on the ground and the ball bounces up and it somehow falls into his lap, like, Mac Jones doesn't have that. And, like, that I, is what you want from Tom Brady. And that's what you want from Mac Jones, and he doesn't have that quality. So take that, Patriots fans. I it's do over. love. I do love that Patriots fans are in a position now. Their brains are in a pretzel tate where they ha- they find themselves waking up this morning saying, "The Buccaneers. Tom Brady was lucky to win that football game. That it wasn't. It wasn't actually him that won that game. It was yeah. someone else that won it. For, it was Nick Folk not making that kick that won it for him. Yeah. Tom Brady didn't actually win that game. That's bullshit. We were yeah. right there. We had it. They deserve some, that feeling. And some unlucky stuff happened and we lost. Yeah. And then now the rest of America says, exactly. That's what happened on every single one of your Super Bowls. Every and single they go, one. Wait, wait, nope. Not, yeah. not, not, if, no. if John Casey doesn't <laughs> kick the ball out of bounds, 
the Panthers win the Super Bowl. Jake DeLome, <laughs> Jake DeLome would have beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl if John Casey doesn't kick the ball out of bounds. Just think about that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like that, 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 and like Mac Jones doesn't have that. You know, he doesn't have that luck factor, and Tom Brady has it. So, yep. That's the difference. I love yeah. it. But that no, was Mac the thing Jones, I learned last night. Mac Jones hung 17 points on a defense that had like, the, the, their secondary the, 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 was basically the practice squad. Yeah. And uh, he, he and they've been giving up like 30 points a game, I think it was. Yeah, I was going to say, game. Matt Stafford like literally roasted them yeah. a week before. Yeah. And they scored, he scored 17 points. So he is the future. He is a future MVP. And uh, that's that. If, if the Patriots had Lions jerseys on and last night's game happened, they would be getting clowned for having a, that's like a shitty Sunday night football. Why is this team on Sunday night football? One? Yes. Uh, that of course they doinked the field goal. Like this, this, why would they kick the field goal in the first place? They doinked it. They deserve that. They deserve that to happen. Uh, how do you only score 17 points against that? Th- that would be all the things we would say. Yeah, they were. It was not the Lions. It was the New England Patriots. And for that reason, uh, we now have to talk about how Mac Jones is the future, and the Patriots are very good. And uh, I don't know. So that that was my ticket. But uh, it, it was cool. Like it was cool. <laughs> but like it was it was definitely overboard too. The the re, the, the coming back and all that because it was like a week four meaningless game. Like yeah. I, I, I've had this thought too. Like this is the difference between the NFL and the NBA. The NFL doesn't need to do this shit where, where they like hype up these storylines and all that. If Adam Silver was given this game, he would have played it on opening night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He would have played it on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, he would have exactly. played it on the last night. He, he would have like the the Patriots and the the Buccaneers would have played twelve times this season. Yes, or last season actually. Hundred percent. But uh, but the NFL, it's just a random week four game that they throw on Sunday night because NBC's like, yeah, we want that game. Let's put it on Sunday night. But otherwise, there was nothing special in the NFL's eyes about the scheduling of this, which is how we should have treated it as NFL fans. You know, like, yeah. we shouldn't be sucked into the NBA mindset of like, oh my god, off 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 field storyline here. This is crazy. That's not what the NFL is. It's on field, baby. Yeah, for for better or worse. But also, also like Brady, you know, of course Brady's gonna get cheered, you know, and of course he's gonna get booed once the game starts. Like I loved how that was like a storyline. Like, will he get booed? Will he get cheered? And it's like, no, they'll probably cheer for him in the yeah. pregame, and then they'll probably boo him during the game. I mean, yeah, that that seems pretty normal to me. And then it was like I, I saw like Sports Illustrated. They went, they wrote a story that was like Tom Brady cheered, you know, in his return to New England, and then it was like. Update: Tom Brady booed in his return to New England. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, all awesome. right, awesome, yeah. great story. Uh, any other shout outs for go? Uh, shout out to the Chargers. Um, I know I joked on the show that all my tickets are going to be for sale, but uh, Titus, I'm going to be at the game tonight. Monday night Let's football. Go. John everyone's, Gruden. Yeah, everyone's listening to this after the game already happened. So. Yeah. Uh, Tell tell me how was it? Like what happened? What happened out there? Uh, Tate? Huge game. Derek Carr balled out. Raiders get a huge victory <laughs> in SoFi Stadium. Uh, no, I, I really hope I really hope the Chargers show up. I'm 0 for one as a Chargers fan. Um, I saw Greg Zerline uh, make the game winning kick for the Cowboys. That was the last time I was in SoFi. So I'm hoping for some better odds this time. But you know, we'll we'll see, man. I. I love the Chargers, but you beat the Chiefs. You're kind of running. You're riding a high. You know what I mean? But the Raiders are also undefeated. They need to lose a game. So let's go Chargers. Bolt up, baby. Have you started saying we yet? Yeah, oh, I already that, say we. So right. th- there are other season ticket holders that are around, you know, my seats, and they're all Chargers guys. And I and I speak to them like we. I, yeah. I talk. I talk to. They probably think I'm from San Diego. Honestly, like if you ask the people around me, they're like, "Where's that kid that sits in five? Where is he from?" They'd be like, "Oh, definitely it's, San Diego kid. Definitely. Yeah, he loves the Chargers. <laughs> that guy loves the Chargers. He grew up on the Chargers football. Uh, oh, I fell down. I collapsed when Zerline made the kick, <laughs> as if it broke my heart. <laughs> 
This always happens to us. Is what yeah, exactly, start having exactly. I was like, Chargers curse. <laughs> uh, speaking of speaking of like you saying we and like trying to decide whether you're allowed to do that or whether yeah. you, it feels right or whatever else. Um, I guess I got to ask you as a Southerner. Uh, I, I mm. found myself saying y'all a couple times in LSU because yeah. your thoughts on that. Do I have... Not that uh, I, I does, first of all, does it work that way? Can I get a pass from just one person? Because that's yeah. put me in trouble in the past. Getting, getting, the, <laughs> yeah, having the a friend y, be like, yeah, you can totally word. say that. And I'm like, yeah. Wait, <laughs> are you sure about that? Have you checked with the delegation? Um, I think that y'all to me is a word. Like, first of all, I hate you guys. When any, like, there was like a, a friend of mine and his dad was from Northern Virginia. He'd always be like, you guys, you guys. And I used to annoy the hell out of me. So, one, if you say you guys, I'm always like, uh, no, I can't deal with that. And plus, y'all, in a world where everyone has pronouns and, and all and all this, y'all is very inclusive. You know what I mean? When you say y'all, you're like, this is for everybody. This is like, I'm speaking yeah. to everybody. Whatever your creed, color, religion, what I don't give a shit. Y'all need to shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like that, that is a powerful word. And for me as a Southerner, I say that most everyone should use y'all. So I, I do not, I, that's why I do I've, not keep that away from people. I, I want them to use it. So I've, I, I think we, do we talk about this? I maybe talk, I talked to Charlotte about it. I don't remember, but my, my dad has started saying y'all because, uh, Indiana, my, Indiana out. sort. Yeah. And then also my sister just moved to South Carolina mm. and the parents got a place down in South Carolina too, that they, the, the little side place that so when they go visit the grandkids they they place stay to there. Go. Yeah. so now like it's sort of justifiable because it's like all right is my dad now like a south carolina guy like maybe he can and it's a late life transition into the southerner deal where yeah. like maybe y'all's allowed but then also i look at him and i'm like this is the same guy i've known my whole life and all of a sudden he started busting out y'all on me like this doesn't feel right this feels very weird so i'm down in louisiana and i'm talking to him and what and, and you know this happens like it's it, you, when, when you're around a group of people you just like want to assimilate and just like yeah talk no the you, way pick, they up talk. You, yeah, so you exactly. pick up tendencies and uh I caught myself a few different times before I said y'all. And then I noticed by the end of the trip, it was just, it was just like coming out. It was just like, yeah, I was like, y'all take care. Did, right, did it feel know? good? It got to feel good. It did. But then I also thought like, oh my God, if, if someone's recording me, I'm done for. Like if, if, if I got like a, <laughs> a, a hidden camera situation, yeah. this gets put on the internet. I have to release a, a, a press An release. Apology like, video. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I said y'all. I didn't, I know I'm not from the South. I didn't mean it. Um, and it's got me tripped out, dude. Cause we're getting ready to go to Texas for a couple of weeks. We're going to Florida next week. Uh, and I know it, it feels like a runaway train. I'm going to start saying y'all a lot. And, uh, but, but then I, I guess where I settled was this is like, ultimately all it is is contraction. And I use a lot of contractions. Yeah. So why, what is y'all? Yeah, you're saying like you, you all. all. Yeah. You're saying I'm you just all. saying it fast. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. No, it's not like a, it'd be one thing if you were saying yeehaw. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like that's how you're taking y'all. You you think that you're saying like darn tootin' or yeehaw yeah, or yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Right, right. And right. like that, like if you start saying darn tootin' and yeehaw, like I can't even <laughs> I, like, I'm not southern enough to even cover you for that. You know what I mean? Like if you look at me, I'm just like, they're not gonna take my answer for this. Um but y'all, I think you can get away with y'all. Yeah, yeehaw, right, darn right. tootin', like that's that 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 might be too southern. That might that's like Clint Eastwood, you know, that's Josie Wales talk. Uh, I don't think you can get in there. That's all I needed. Uh, <laughs> all right. That's the show. Uh, thank you to, uh, to, so who are we thanking? I don't know why I'm thinking. Thank you to Chris, Chris Mack, Mack and Christy Mack uh, for, for giving us content. We don't hate Chris Mack. We just want him to be better. I think that's our big takeaway. Yep. We just yep. want him to be better. That's it. Uh, we will see you guys <laughs> later this week.